guys, what is good? This is Morgan Mueller coming at you with the Joy and Hope podcast, where we seek to bring light to the dark. We actually have each of these episodes begin as a YouTube video. So if you would like to watch the original content on YouTube, search my name, Morgan, M-O-R-G-A-N, Mueller, M-U-E-L-L-E-R, on YouTube, look for the Joy and Hope logo. But otherwise, thanks for being here. Enjoy the podcast. Hi guys, Morgan here, bringing you another episode of Joy and Hope. Now I know this is a little crazy because if you are a veteran of this channel, you know that I drop videos and podcasts um, on Mondays and that today is Saturday. So you might be like, what? Well, it is officially the month of May. And if you did not know, May is traditionally dedicated to the Blessed Mother. Specifically, each week throughout the year, Saturdays are special days of the week set aside to honor the Blessed Virgin Mary. And specifically, every first Saturday of the month. And since today is all three of those things, the first Saturday of the month of May, it's a really special day. And we're going to get to why in just a minute. But first, I want to pause and say, if you are new to this channel, please hit that subscribe button right away. Uh, my mission here at Joy and Hope is to bring light to the dark by creating content that uplifts and inspires people to live happier, holier lives. And if you want to be happy, which psh, who doesn't, um, and therefore holy, please subscribe to this channel. And every week I will try to provide some wise words of wisdom and encouragement in that regard. So make sure to hit the subscribe button and that little notification bell so that whether I'm feeling crazy and I post on a Saturday or on a Monday as promised, you will never miss out on material. So without further ado, let's get to the good stuff. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Totus tuus Maria ego sum. I am totally yours, Mary. All right, so the inspiration for this video came because this month in particular is the feast of Our Lady of Fatima. And Our Lady of Fatima appeared in Portugal about a hundred years ago now um, to three shepherd children from May to October in the year 1917. And she appeared on the 13th of every month. So psh, to all the people who try to say that that is an unholy or unlucky day. There's no such thing as luck if you believe in God's providence. Um, no. As Christians and specifically as Catholics, we're going to come back at you and say, uh-uh, not if that day is dedicated to the Blessed Mother, which it is. At least that year it was, um, in a special way from May to October. So Mary's feast, um, Our Lady of Fatima's feast, I should say, is now May 13th, and that's coming up in less than two weeks. So I thought it was really fitting to share a little bit about the message of Fatima, which will answer the question in the title of this video, why should we pray the rosary? So I'm going to backtrack just a little bit. Our Lady of Fatima, I'm not going to do an extensive overview of her or her story because sometimes I believe that it's better to just be brief and hit the highlights because isn't that all we remember anyway? So here's what you need to know about Our Lady of Fatima. She was amazing. She appeared to these three, three shepherd children 
and performed the last day, October 13th, 1917, this amazing miracle where thousands of people were present, some who weren't even believers at that point. And she made the sun dance. Look it up or see the link below for more on that story. It is incredible what Mary allowed to happen that day. And so many people came to believe in the power and the patronage of the Blessed Mother and in the providence of God. So she made this amazing miracle happen. And during the different apparitions that she and angel, the angel of peace um, made to these children, they were revealing different things to them. And so some of those biggest things have since been reiterated by Pope John Paul II and Pope Benedict XVI. Father Andrew Apostoli, um, one of the founding friars of the Franciscan Friars of the Renewal, wrote this amazing book called Fatima for Today, The Urgent Marian Message of Hope. And I've been reading this book for months now. It is so, so, so good. Um, and at the very end, there's literally a chapter called The Importance of the Fatima Message Today, a defense against secularism, which means just like really being super worldly, giving into the culture, etc. Um, as well as a bridge to Islam, which is very interesting. And I will admit, I'm not, a, I'm not familiar with, I haven't made it this far in the book to delve into the details. So if you want to read further, see a link below to access this book. However, again, I just want to hit the highlights. So Pope John Paul II, he was saying that in the miracles of Fatima are very important in today's spiritual battles, specifically conversion from our sins, such as blasphemy and the rejection of God, the culture of death, which insists on maintaining abortion, euthanasia, embryonic stem cell research, assisted suicide, and everything else that goes into the culture of death as we know it today, an attack on the family. Um, and even, again, the Muslim people, he says, or I should say, Father Andrew Apostoli writes of this. Um, the importance of Our Lady of Fatima's message in the world today would be incomplete without saying something about her unique appeal to the Muslim people, one of the greatest that's threats, excuse me, to world peace at this time, so again back in 1917, was the growing tension between militant Islamic radicals and secularizing Western culture. Again, I'm sorry, humility, I take that back. He is saying one of the greatest threats to world peace at this time. Um, I read that wrong again. I hadn't read through this chapter before now. Um, humility. I am only human. So today in our world, as we can all recognize, um, there is a growing tension between militant Islamic radicals and the secular Western culture. So he's saying, in reaching out to the Muslim world, Catholics need to build upon the special request which the Muslims show to Our Lady. Um, he said, Archbishop Fulton Sheen wrote in a book about Our Lady, The World's First Love. He included a chapter in it on Mary and the Muslims. And he wrote about a special link between Our Lady under the title of Fatima and the Muslim People. And he says Fatima was the name of Muhammad's first and favorite daughter, as well as a Muslim princess in Portugal who converted to the Catholic faith. The only village in Portugal that bears a Muslim name is the place Our Lady chose for her appearances. And Sheen saw in this choice 
a sign of hope that the Muslims will convert to Christ through her. Well, shoot, I don't even need to read the rest of the book. That pretty much sums it up, doesn't it? So that's amazing. And then Pope Benedict, he says um, in another chapter in this book, one of the final chapters, he's saying that Our Lady of Fatima is very important in forming our conviction and urges us to respond to Our Lady's message. Well, what's the message? Here you go, hitting the highlights, the message specifically of Our Lady of Fatima. First, strive to live good Christian lives. We do this by obeying God's commandments and fulfilling the duties of our station in life. We also do this by growing in virtue, avoiding sin, and being quick to confess our faults. Second, pray daily, especially the rosary. Here we go, the inspiration for this video. We are nothing without God, so we must pray if we have if we are to have the strength we need to live as good Christians. In all of her apparitions, the request made most frequently by Our Lady of Fatima was to pray the rosary every day. I'm going to pause real quick there, guys. So why pray the rosary? Boom, because Mary literally asks us to. And she asked these children just a little over 100 years ago, every time she saw them, to pray the rosary and to pray it every day. Guys, I will be the first to say I am not good at praying the rosary. Okay. I'm not, I am so unfocused. I get so distracted and I end up thinking about me way more than I think about Jesus or Mary. But here's the thing. I once read an article by St. Louis de Montfort, whose feast was earlier this week, which is so fitting. <sighs> when it rains, it pours. And I'm talking God's grace, y'all. I once read an article where Louis de Montfort was saying, Satan is going to try to make you so insecure about praying the rosary because he knows how powerful it is and he at all costs will do whatever it takes to prevent you from praying it. So here's the thing, you guys. What do I do? Because I do. I pray the rosary every day. How do I pray the rosary every day? Well, I know myself and I know that I am not going to be holy or focused enough to sit or even <laughs> kneel. That's asking a lot in a chapel or in a church every single day, or even in my room. Like I'm not always going to be able to sit still with my body for that long. Cause the rosary sometimes takes 20 to 30 minutes, if not longer, if you're really being reflective. So personally, I like to pray the rosary when I am either on a walk or a run, when I'm um, driving somewhere that's a long distance, or maybe if I'm driving different places throughout the day, maybe I'll break up a decade in between each drive. And then another time I like to pray the rosary is when I'm washing dishes or last when I'm in the shower, because those are all times in my day that are chunks of time where like I am doing something, but I'm doing something with my body that doesn't require a lot of thought with my mind. Therefore, they go together really well, if that makes sense. That's how I like to pray the rosary. And I always listen to a recording of it. So if you see the links below, personally, as of now, I live in the Archdiocese of St. Louis. I like to listen to some recorded prayers of Archbishop Robert Carlson and the seminarians from Kenrick Glennon Seminary praying the rosary. Um, and the Archbishop will say the first 
part of the prayers, which is like very traditional when you're praying the rosary in a group setting or even with one other person. Someone will be the leader and then someone will say the second half of all the prayers. So in the video, the archbishop will say the first half, the seminarians say the second. So I always respond when the seminarians respond. Um, and I feel like I'm praying in communion in a way. Therefore, my suggestion to you is maybe if you ultimately do want to pray the rosary every day in a church, in a chapel, completely still in mind and body, amazing, more power to you. I hope I get to that point in my life, but I'm honest with myself and I know that I'm not. However, I still want to pray the rosary every day. So that's how I currently pray it. And um, because of that, and because I want to help you pray if you want, Every Saturday this month, following this Saturday, I'm going to be doing a video on the specific um, various mysteries of the rosary. Because if you did not know, quick insert here, there are four different sets of mysteries. So, pause, gotta put the book down. So here's a rosary, right? We'll get into this in a second, the how-to. There are five decades, we'll get to that too, but each of the five decades is when you reflect on a different mystery of the life of Christ. And there are four different sets of mysteries that you can pray. So there are the, I want to go in chronological order. There is the joyful, the luminous, the sorrowful, and the glorious. And traditionally, the joyful mysteries are prayed on Mondays and Saturdays. The luminous mysteries are prayed on Thursdays. The sorrowful mysteries are prayed on Tuesdays and Fridays, and the glorious mysteries are prayed on Sundays and Wednesdays. I will remind you of that whenever we do four videos on the next four consecutive Saturdays um, for like when you should technically pray these prayers. So that if you want to start popping up these videos every day to pray your rosary, um, you'll be able to know like which day goes with which. So. That being said, why pray the rosary? This lovely lady has asked us to. And number three, um, Pope Benedict says, observe the first five Saturdays. So that's really cool. Um, Our Lady asked for this devotion in order to bring about the complete conversion of Russia. And that already happened. Peace in the world and the triumph of her immaculate heart. Those second two, I think, could still use some work. Our Lord asked that we observe first or five first Saturdays more than once. Because this devotion requires great commitment, it combines prayer with sacrifice into a powerful means of grace. Pause. What's the first five Saturdays? Okay, so this is another little side note, but this is so cool and so important. So, if you want to do the first five Saturday devotion, as you should, as we just read, here are the five things it entails. First, you go to mass every first Saturday of the month and you offer the mass in reparation, which means to make up for, in reparation for all of the sins committed against the Immaculate Heart of the Blessed Mother. The second thing you do is you pray the rosary. Remember, we should already be doing that every day. And I'm going to help provide resources for you for that purpose the rest of this month. So hold on to that. 
The third is you spend at least 15 minutes at some point throughout the day meditating on a mystery of the rosary. So here's how I like to do that. Um, currently, I'm going to look up at my calendar. Currently, so I've been doing the first, I almost said Friday, sorry, that's a different thing. Uh, the first Saturday devotion for a couple years now. So I'm currently on my like second go around with the mysteries. Um, so like today, the first Saturday of this month of May, I am reflecting on the fifth sorrowful mystery. So for the past four months, um, so I started in January this year, like on the first Saturday of January, I reflected on the first sorrowful mystery. And then the first Saturday of February, I reflected on the second sorrowful mystery. In March, I reflected on the third sorrowful mystery. Sorry, something in my throat. April, the fourth sorrowful mystery. And so today I'm reflecting on the fifth sorrowful mystery. And so like what I like to do is I try to go to adoration every day um, and have a holy hour there. So like today, in just a little bit actually, when I go to adoration, um, I'm gonna take my Bible with me and I'm gonna pray with scripture. I'm gonna do what's called Lexio Divina. And if you're not familiar with that practice, if you go back, I think it's episode 29, um, there are examples of how to do Lexio Divina or praying with scripture. And so it simply means like, yeah, reading through the Bible, asking the Holy Spirit to enlighten you um, and help you reflect on the mystery and what he's trying to say and say to you through it. So that's the third thing that you do. The fourth thing, go to confession. And if you can't go the day of, go at some point in the eight days prior or after to that. So I have yet to go to confession. Um, and so I'll hopefully do that at some point in the next few days, but for sure in the next eight days. And then the last thing is you pray for the intentions of the Holy Father. And those are easily found online. Pope Francis, it, um, any Pope though, Pope Francis always has a special intention at the time. So like right now for Easter, I believe his intentions are for all deacons and which is really fitting because uh, at least in the St. Louis Archdiocese, we just had a mass this morning for those entering the um, transitional diaconate. And then uh, what was the second one? Oh yeah. His current intention is also for anyone who struggles with an addiction. So the fifth and final thing, you pray for the intentions of the Holy Father. And during the rosary, traditionally, the first Our Father is usually offered for the intentions of the Holy Father. So if you pray the rosary, you're already covered. Uh, but if you want to pray a little bit more for them, you can do that too. So though, those are all the things that are entailed in the first Saturday devotion. And if you didn't catch all that... Just see the link below. You know I got you covered. The last thing that Pope Benedict had to say on this point, though, he said, make sacrifices for the conversion of sinners and accept suffering patiently in reparation for our sins and those of others. There's no better way to grow closer to Christ than to, than to unite our sacrifices and sufferings with his. By his passion and death, he has brought man back to God. By uniting our sacrifices and sufferings with his, out of love for God and love for souls who are far from him, 
we can participate in God's salvation of the world. I'm going to read that again. That was good. By uniting our sacrifices and sufferings with his out of a love for God and love for souls who are far from him, we can participate in God's salvation of the world. We helped save the world. Oh my gosh. We are so much cooler than Tony Stark or any of the Avengers because we are real. Guys, we can save the world but it's only through prayer and sacrifice. If you don't believe me, just ask Our Lady of Fatima or Pope Benedict XVI. There is no greater power than the sacrificial love of God, and we are called to share in it. So how do we pray the rosary? Let's get down to it. Oh my gosh, wasting all this time, Morgan. Okay. Guys, look what you made me do. Okay, so I'm gonna keep talking because I reached down and grabbed the rosary because I can't hold on to anything. But that's okay because our Lord and Lady are always holding me. And thank God for that because I would have fallen way farther by now. Okay, here is a rosary. I actually got this from a friend who went to visit the shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe in Mexico City, which is super cool. I love this rosary. Um, and I'm just going to do a little debriefing on how we pray it because it's actually super simple. And then, like I said, for the next four Saturdays, I will actually post a video of me praying the rosary, um, maybe with other people. So you can see like what part you would come in on if you are interested in like doing the second half of the prayer. Like I said that I do and I pray with the Archbishop and Seminarian videos. But we'll see. We'll see if, you know, some of my friends are game to break social distancing early. Though I hear things are starting to open back up soon, which is very exciting. But the first thing you'll do is take the cross, the crucifix specifically. Um, it's a crucifix if it actually has the body of Christ on it, not just the cross. So you can take it in your hand and make the sign of the cross, which is when you say, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. And some people like to kiss the cross. I like to give Jesus a kiss because I love him so much. Uh, and then this first bead here, that is the one I was talking about that is traditionally the uh, prayers for the intentions and health of the Holy Father. And it is in our Father. So I'm going to say all of these prayers through once just so you can hear them. If you would rather just look at them or maybe make yourself a copy of them, see a link below for the Our Father prayer. But traditionally, this is said, as I said, for the health and intentions of the Holy Father. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. That's also referred to as the Lord's Prayer. FYI, the next three beads that are paired close together, as you can see, those are three Hail Marys. And traditionally, they are said, the first one, for an increase in the virtue of faith, the second for an increase in the virtue of hope, 
and the third for an increase in the virtue of charity or love. The three of these being the theological virtues, the greatest of all the virtues. So, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And then you say that prayer two more times. And then this bead, right before the really big one, this is where you pray a glory be, which simply goes glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. And you pause and you stay on this bead because it is also where you will reflect on the first mystery, whatever it is. So like, let's say for me, since today I'm reflecting on the sorrowful mysteries, I decide to pray the sorrowful mysteries of the rosary. Even though, as I said, traditionally, the joyful mysteries are said on Saturday. But let's say I'm gonna go with the sorrowful. The first sorrowful mystery is the agony of Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane. And maybe I want to reflect on that a little bit more. Uh, the video that I keep referencing from the Archdiocese, they always read a little reflection from scripture before they go on, but you don't have to do that either. If you want, you can go straight into the prayer, which is an Our Father. Then you skip over the big bead for now, and you can go either way. It doesn't matter. But then you get to 10 more beads that are close together. And those are 10 Hail Marys. Each decade of the rosary is called a decade or decade because it's just like a decade, like 10 years, 10 beads, 10 Hail Marys. So you sent, you say 10 Hail Marys. And the goal is that as you're praying those prayers to Mary, in the back of your mind, you are also reflecting on whatever the mystery is. This is why I'm saying I tend to get really distracted because you give me a good little reflection over here on the Our Father bead, but then leave me to myself like for the 10 Hail Marys and my mind kind of goes. That's why I have to like keep trying to focus really hard and like picture the scene. However, a friend actually gave me a little booklet that's called Praying the Rosary Without Distractions. And there's a mystery between each and every bead. So for our rosary videos, I'm thinking of actually doing that so as to not leave you and myself as distracted as we could be. We'll see. But either way, you say the 10 Hail Marys, you get to this next bead that's kind of by itself separated by a little bit. And that is where you pray a glory be again. And this time, and for the next five decades, at the end of each decade, you pray what's called the Fatima prayer, which simply is, um, hang on one second. So glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end, amen. This is the Fatima prayer. Oh my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. Personally, I have a third prayer that I always offer up at the end of every decade, and it's a pro-life prayer. And so whenever you pray the rosary with me, you'll hear me say what that prayer is, but that is optional and that's my own thing, but just an FYI. And then since you are now on the second 
decade bead technically, even though it seems like the first one after this big one. It's kind of weird. Uh, but then you say, again, the second mystery, a reflection if you want. You say an Our Father on this bead, and then you got 10 more Hail Marys. Glory be, Fatima prayer for me, pro-life prayer. And then the third mystery, Our Father, 10 Hail Marys. You get to this next bead, Glory be, Fatima prayer, my pro-life prayer fourth mystery. <laughs> it's hard to like keep it up, keep it on track. Our Father, 10 Hail Marys, Glory Be, Fatima Prayer, Pro-Life Prayer if you want. And then the fifth and final mystery, Last Our Father, 10 more Hail Marys. And then you get back to this big bead. And again, um, some people, like, I guess this is optional at this part. I'm not actually sure. Um, if you want, you can say the glory be and Fatima prayer for a fifth time. I always do. But in the video from the archdiocese, they actually, sh they actually skip those prayers and go straight into the final prayer, which is why it's like the big bead. Cause it's like, oh, that's a big one. Um, and it's a really special prayer to Mary called the hail Holy queen. And it goes like this. Hail, Holy Queen, Mother of Mercy, our life, our sweetness, and our hope. To thee do we cry, poor banished children of Eve. To thee do we send up our sighs, mourning and weeping in this valley of tears. Turn then, most gracious Virgin Mary, thine eyes of mercy toward us. And after this, our exile, show unto us the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. O clement, O loving, O sweet Virgin Mary, pray for us, O Holy Mother of God, that we may be made worthy of the promises of Christ. There's also an optional ending that I like to say, and it goes like this. Let us pray. O God, whose only begotten Son, by his life, death, and resurrection, has purchased for us the rewards of eternal life, grant we beseech thee that by meditating upon these mysteries of the most holy rosary of the Blessed Virgin Mary, that we may imitate what they contain, and obtain what they promise. Through the same Christ our Lord, amen. And then I like to add another prayer. And may the divine assistance remain with us always, and may the souls of the faithful departed, through the mercy of God, rest in peace, amen. And then the last thing I like to do is I will um, ask certain, ask for the intercession of certain saints. So like every time I pray the rosary, cause I love Our Lady of Guadalupe, I'll say Our Lady of Guadalupe, pray for us. Um, if it's a certain saint's feast day, I'll say, like, for example, yesterday was the feast of St. Joseph the Worker. So I'll say, St. Joseph the Worker, please pray for us. And then whenever I'm finished with whatever litany of saints I want to do that day, I'll say, all you holy men and women, angels and saints, pray for us. And then I will say, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. So that's how I like to pray the rosary, slash, that's how you pray the rosary. Uh, with the little bits that I mentioned that I like to pray. So feel free to omit those if you want. But I have a couple of resources below as well. If maybe you want to pray in a little bit different of a way, there are some great apps. Um, I'm trying to think which one comes to mind first. Pretty sure it's Laudete. And that app actually has an interactive rosary, which means you can click the link in that app and it will bring up a rosary on the screen and you tap 
each bead and go through the rosary and it will help you actually pray the rosary if you need a better starting point or if that's just something that you would like to do rather than pray with a traditional rosary. Um, and there are some other resources that you can check out. And like I said before, the devil's going to make you try or he's going to try to make you feel insecure about praying the rosary or just give it up altogether because you're not doing it right. Do not let him win. Your mother, our mother, Our Lady of Fatima has specifically asked us to pray the rosary for all these reasons and more. So do not let him deter you. Really cool story before we go. I was a missionary one summer, what's called a totus tuus missionary, which is literally giving your life in service to Jesus through Mary for a couple months in the summer. And you go around to different parishes, teaching children and young adults about the faith. Super cool, super fun and amazing experience. Changed my life, redevoted me to the rosary. I had never prayed the rosary daily up to that point in my life, but that summer seriously changed me. And I remember there was this one week where a teenage boy, like we were at, we were all at a party and it was crazy. At this party, this teenage boy pulls me aside and he's like, I'm not Catholic. Like he knew who the missionaries were. So that's why he grabbed me. He was like, Hey Morgan, like, I know you guys are talking about the rosary and I have a rosary. Like someone gave it to me, but I'm not Catholic and I have no idea how to pray it. Will you show me how? Oh, I wish I remember his, I wish I could remember his name. Like that was so many years ago, but I will never forget that moment because his desire was there. Like our lady was speaking to him and he was not about to let the devil win. Even though he wasn't even Catholic, even though he had no idea whether or not like that was going to be part of his life, he knew that our lady was asking him to pray the rosary. And so he simply asked someone he knew how to do that. And it happened to be me. And so I wanted to share with you how to pray the rosary and why we should for that same reason. If you are like that young man and you're like, I don't know where to start or I don't actually know how to do this. Maybe it's because you're not Catholic, but maybe it's because you've been Catholic your whole life, but it just never meant anything to you. And friend, I totally get where you're coming from if that's you and know that you can start anytime, any day. And I pray that it is today, this first Saturday of the month, or even at any point this month, as it is the month of Mary and specifically Our Lady of Fatima. Please comment with any clarifying questions below. I would be happy to address those with you. I would love to pray with all of you. I'm looking forward to doing so for the next four Saturdays. So this is going to be a special rosary series coming at you. Please share this video with any friends or family members you know who either don't pray the rosary or don't know how to pray the rosary or maybe who have never heard of the rosary but really need to because Mary asks everyone to do this every day, not only for their own good, but for the salvation of the world. Picture Captain America if you need to and be like, yeah, I'm going to be this awesome. I'm going to commit to this, even if it's hard every single day, because that's what he would do. 
And if it's not, then shame on him. And you can be the new Captain America. You can be the cap, you can be Captain Fatima. Okay. Wow. Oh my gosh. That's super cool. I call copyright on that name, <laughs> but in all seriousness, I hope you help me save the world in this way. Love you guys. Peace of Christ. And without further ado, let's close in prayer. All for the greater glory of God. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Can't wait to see you guys next time. God bless. Thanks so much for joining us today on the Joy and Hope podcast, where we seek to bring light to the dark. If you enjoy our mission, we would love for you to become a patron on Patreon. Our patrons are what make it possible for us to continue doing Joy and Hope full-time, bringing you the inspiring creative content that uplifts you to live more joyful, hopeful lives. So please consider supporting us. Thanks so much for being here today. God bless and see you next time.